Welcome to the Pod Bay Door. The following is part two of the interview with John Thorpe on the Pod Bay Door. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, the one. The one thing you learn as a dispatcher is to build a good relationship with concierge and get to know who's working what shift mm -hmm. so you can help each other out. Now, I know everyone don't always look up for each other, but from time to time, you get that one person. They remember you. They remember what you did for them. Scratch you my back, I'll scratch yours. Exactly. Yeah. And let's keep it going. <clears throat> so for me, the best way to explain um, dispatching it's like uh, the metaphor of working CTU, like you're Chloe, you know, trying to get all the information and all these other drivers are your either Jack Bauer or Tony Almeida's. You got to you have all the information for them. You got to support them and hopefully they can figure it out because every day in dispatch you come in. It's uh, almost 10 to 15 uh, chess games going at the same time. And you have to be at least four moves ahead. The first thing I do when I come in as dispatcher is I log in. I have my first monitor for the weather, uh, tracking the flights. My second monitor will have the um, tracking of all the rides, see where all the drivers are, pinpoint them, GPS. I ping everyone that's on my shift so I know exactly where they are. Now, the hardest part is the human aspect. People that are either ignorant or can't book things or don't know how to do things. Like, you get people calling you at 7. And they're like, oh, can I get a ride at 8 o'clock? It's like, okay, well, what kind of vehicle would you like? They want this certain vehicle. And you try to explain to them, these are already booked for. But what I can do is give you this vehicle, and it's start getting mad. Now you got to make a deal. Yeah. Now we're, now we're playing make a deal. Yeah. Well, I have another driver calling me saying, hey, my bus broke down. It's 20 past your bus. Can you send me another bus? You have 15 minutes to figure this out. So I'm juggling everything at once. Um, the pros and cons, it's endless. Um, the aspect you're asking about the party favors and companionship, mm -hmm. it's available at any shift. Sure. Um, depending on what you're looking for, it's all available in Vegas. There's a very dark side to it. It's easily accomplished. Just that it's not advertised or promoted, but if you ask it just right, the way you word it, it will be done. No, absolutely. And, and um, uh, I definitely had that experience. I mean, people would ask me all the time yeah. you know, for companionship. Oh, and and they even uh, thought that, that we had the spa on the fourth floor. What, what, what can you do in the spa so we can get a massage? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, not that kind. Like, no, yeah. that's down yeah. the street. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, and I um, had a guy one time call, and you know, I, you know, the way I answer the phone. Thank you for calling Resort Concierge. This is John. So, uh -huh. Like I said, it's it just it, yeah. it burned in my brain. <laughs> the guy said, "Are you the guy I talked to about scoring Dubich?" No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a one time I had somebody ask me. Uh, I yeah, said, no, I, I'm really not not in this capacity. It was rare for me. I mean, I probably yeah. in in in. Six years of doing that, <coughs> maybe three times. Yeah. yeah. What was the most common question you got asked? Where's the bathroom? Yeah. Honestly, God. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as something that we would do, um, the shows, you got asked, you know, what shows are done? Like just 45 of them. Yeah. And yeah. here's a book. I can tell you, you know, you can divide them up like this. And then, no, I want a description. And then the other guests get upset. I've been waiting in line this long. I said, mm -hmm. well, what was that guy's fault? Yeah. He kept me there for 10 minutes with a so-called quick question. Or, or the, one, the one that just put, gave me a pain in my eye was, where should I eat? 
Oh, what's well, your favorite uh, restaurant? We, we have, yeah, what's my favorite yeah. restaurant? Well, we have 20 yeah. of them. Uh, it's called My Kitchen. <laughs> no, but, and, you know, and, and we didn't necessarily have all the artisanal chefs. We did have all the famous chefs, you know, starting with Emerald and, and on down. Um, but um, uh, it was different than today. You know, today, like you were saying with the plastic tray, I mean, now it's a, a piece of bark and asparagus and a half-cooked filet, and there you go, artisanal. 50 bucks. Um, That's 100 bucks, though. Yeah, 100 bucks, 150 bucks, yeah, yeah, each. But, um, uh, w- yeah, what's your favorite restaurant? That one, you know, because, and no matter what you said, they, they oh, no, not Italian. Right, they you got know, the opposite. I, I could have said anything, Polish, and no, not Polish, you know. And, and uh, it, yeah, that was that well, was. Then McDonald's mi- in the food court. Yeah, McDonald's in the food court. Yeah. Go to yeah. the Panda Express upstairs. Good to go. All right, guys. Well, that's an introduction to uh, to Las Vegas and to to line workers. And I say that with with a great deal of respect to all the people that work here. Um, we all know, as a community of of workers here in Las Vegas, how difficult it is, uh, and how difficult it is to deal with the public. Um, in the volume that we do, I, 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 I absolutely put in with any hotel in the United States to, to go up against the volume that Vegas does. Um, you know, it's not intimate. It's not exclusive most of the time. For, for people that have money, it is. Unless they're, you're that they're, top. They're, they're that, up on the 52nd level. floor. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're the top no, but yeah. uh, I applaud all the people that work here, and um, I, I mostly applaud them being able to get out because uh, Las Vegas is a giant, giant magnet uh, that pulls you back in. Dealing is the number one. Dealing sure. is a, You don't know how many dealers I talked to oh, that were like, soul get crushing. out. Yeah. Oh, just get out. Soul crushing. The one thing I noticed is all these jobs that we all have had and worked at, one thing you need in common is tough skin. Tough Absolutely. Skin. Yeah. Tough skin yeah. and, uh, and being able to separate uh, yourself from work. Like what I mean by that is when you clock out, mm-hmm. just let don't it Don't take go. all of that. Yeah, don't bring it home. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bring it home. That's <clears throat> that's my biggest goal was yeah. um, every time I got a job, I have to remind myself to meditate and center. As soon as I clock out, it is over, <laughs> yeah. it is out of your hands, just relax. Yeah. Don't answer your phone call or text. You're off the clock. Right. They're not going to pay you for it. So. Yeah, and, and it seems that people, br- it's it's ironic that, that they're here on vacation, and yeah. in the movies, everybody's having a great time, they're all laughing. Yeah, everybody's at the craft tables, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. they bring this negative, this shitty attitude yeah. with them. I mean, I had a cousin who came and stayed in our hotel once, and he's a real happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. And there's a line. I mean, there's always something, but it moves fast. They've got, yeah. you know, eight or nine <coughs> agents there. I know it looks kind of daunting when you first get in. And he's in there with it, with, with his sister, and they're like, I can see him laughing over there. And he comes over, he goes, man, he goes, everyone else in line was just so uptight. And think of that way on the plane, coming down, flying down from the Bay Area. They, as soon as they got on there, people over there, and they're all, oh, yeah. so they're going on vacation. Yeah, relax. Relax yeah. and um, have a good time. Smoke and, a bowl. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> right. For $99, you yes, can get on this dollars We'll take those people. So we, we'd allow, hook it up, man. Yeah, and you know, we saw like James, when we had these groups come in, there were some yeah. groups that were just, every one of them for three days, were, were pissy, even when you could do yeah. something for them. Yeah. You know, where's the, where's this, I have to go to this banquet. Where's that? Hey, I know the answer to that one. It's right here. And I give it. goes, oh, so I have to walk through the casino to get right. there. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Not just through the casino. All the way all through. All the, the other way side. Through and then the, the next side. half mile down. To- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm if sorry. You, uh, if you walk past a Sherpa, you've gone too far. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. A dead yak that, means you've, you've got made a wrong turn. The one group that wasn't that way were the porn people. 
Yes. We had the AVNs that were there. Yes. They came in and they were mellow and relaxed. And That's I, you right. say, oh man, hey, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't get that for you. That's cool. They understand. Huh. They well, understand. We, you know what? We'll open up the next section here. It's uh, celebrities in Vegas, which I know there's a lot oh, of. Oh, I got endless, especially being a dispatcher. Yeah. I can go for days. But I'm going <laughs> to open this up with John mentioned the, the porn convention. Uh, yes, it actually is a porn convention, adult film industry, AVN, adult uh, video news, right? I think. Yep. Right? Video network. Video yeah. network, sorry. Um, and uh, they are a, a, a very beloved um, convention, convention here in town. And, it, and the people are, are, they tip well. And they are, like John said, they are mellow. They're laid back. If you don't like the industry, don't watch. They don't care. Uh, but, uh, you know, and beautiful girls, beautiful guys. Everything's really cool. They're here for a couple, three days. And, you know, they're, they're big. We're the big on the clubs. You know, the clubs are the big thing. But the, the, the funniest story that John and I ever experienced is when the AVN convention, which comprises, I think, well, nowadays it's probably in the, in the 50,000 or so. I think it was closer to 30, 35,000 influx of the actual people. Well, 35,000 people plus one plus two all staying in the hotel. One hotel would sponsor them, John's and my hotel. And uh, at the very same time, same days as, as the adult uh, uh, porn convention, what was it, gentlemen? Yes, the, the National Ball. Cheerleaders Convention nice. with Anywhere between seven and twelve-year-old girls. Now, here's the funny thing that happened. If that's not funny enough as it is, but um, of course, people would have to use the elevators. Well, when these cheerleaders would get on there, and then the porn people would get on there, they didn't realize that they were both there, and suddenly the porn people are confronted with all these girls, you know, relatively pretty girls and young girls in in cheerleading outfits. And who got the complaints, John? Must have been right. you guys. Yeah. Me and John. <laughs> That's right. Uh, wow. so. they, they actually had them one time in separate ballrooms right across from each other. Yes. I remember I had some, some dirty looking guy came in, old guy saying, where are the ballrooms? And I thought, well, I don't know which ones he wants to go to, whether he wants to scheme on the, on the, on the cheerleaders or he wants to go to the porn convention. I said, well, you know, I, I didn't ask you him. Got, which you want a ticket for? Just over there. He just told me it's by the exit. It's over there by the exit. Good, sir. You have a great day. But uh, we obviously have a lot of celebrities in town and, and you know, because of citizen journalism and, every, and all the people, all the apps that, that you can actually uh, report as a common citizen, you know, who's here and where they're hanging yeah. out, um, you know, stalkers in training. Um, but we, we do have them here and, and John and I and, and Adam and Sam were, were definitely um, uh, uh, had a lot of exposure to them. Uh, most of my exposure uh, to celebrities was in passing uh, because they, they, they had handlers. They were, they were VIPs, as yeah, you said. Yeah, they had a VIP. Yeah, they, they bypassed rounds, John and, and, yeah, and my desk uh, often. But, um, uh, you know, the, the people that I've seen in the past, I mean, Goldie, Goldie Hahn, Kurt Russell, um, I, I talked to them in the elevator. Yeah, they were, they were, they were really down nice. to earth. Yeah. They're really nice um, and great. And that was most of my, my exposure. Um, you know, Bill Paxton, Nicolas Cage, they were uh, different. Um, they were, they, uh, my exposure to them was that, was that as a concierge. 
and they really didn't have time, you know, for me, which which mm. is fine. Then that, that that's another very common celebrity sighting. Did you know he's a local now, Mr. Cage himself? Yeah. Yes, he's a local. Yes, yeah. yes. I well, you funny. know, I, yeah. I, and prolific movie maker now. Good lord. <laughs> um, uh, but um, I'll start off with with my story um, about one of the memorable uh, concierge-related um, uh, celebrity sightings. We would get calls from the rooms, and we had wonderful suites all the way up uh, to the presidential suites, and they're, they're, they're opulent, as you can imagine. They're great. But uh, then we had lower-level suites, but they're still you know, very, very lovely. And we would get calls to bring things up. Well, I, I, I got a call, and actually, uh, one of my colleagues, uh, she got the call, and she hung up the phone, uh, a rather stunned look on her face, and she said, no way in hell I'm doing this. Eh, you know, I'm a guy, she's a girl, I understand. The call was for a request for condoms. Now, <coughs> that actually happened more often than not. Uh, more than drugs for me, I don't know why. But uh, it was a call for condoms, bring it up to the suite, there you go. And I got a tip for you. We, they always ended with, I'll ha- I have a big tip for you. Sure. you know, whether or not they did. Yeah, whether or not they did. Uh, so I or get what up. tip they were talking about. No, oh, yes, yes, yes. And, he, and John knows the end of the story. Well, uh, I, 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 I purchased the condoms uh, and uh, went up to the suite, opened it up to what I can only describe as a, a jungle theme, as the as the uh, the p- marijuana smoke, the heat, and the moisture comes wafting out of the room, hits me like a truck. And I thought I was in the movie Tropic Thunder for a second. Um, So I I walked in, and it was dark. It was very, very dark. And the room was was crowded, but there was no movement. And the reason there was no movement is they were either stoned, laying down on on the furniture, or having sex right in front of me. Now, as I got through there, the handler pops up behind the, 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 um, um, the handler of the celebrity I'm going to mention in a second. The handler pops up behind the couch and said, bring them over here. And then the celebrity pops up. And I, I, and, and I don't have any problem telling you the story because it is true. Jean-Claude Van Damme pops up. And as I'm walking towards the couch to hand either one of them the uh, condoms and, and, le- and depart very quickly... He did the splits, and they hit you with the roundhouse. Uh, well, it's lucky he didn't do the splits because Mr. Uh, Van Damme had no clothes on. No. <laughs> Nor did his handler. Uh, now, I'm not saying they were together. There were a lot of girls involved. But, uh, but yes, that, 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 was, that was probably the more memorable. And I left um, with no tip, I might add. Uh, so, so that's, that's And you were out the money for the condoms. And, no, well, no, I, I actually... Oh, charge you to the room? Purchased on his okay. room. Yeah, right. purchased on his room. But... Uh, yes, I, I, uh, I, I've seen things, folks, I, I, and, I, and I shouldn't have seen. Graphic, um, but, detailed uh, things. But, uh, you know, John has a story that um, is, is relatively controversial, and we're, we're going to refer to him, what did we say? As a, just a country western singer. <laughs> but, yeah. but a, but a um, legendary. A legendary country, country western, western singer. singer now, please. actually, and one of the reasons we're not using it, because this was James' personal experience with, with, with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, in my case, it isn't mine. It was what happened to somebody I knew who told it to me, and I have no reason to doubt, doubt it. And it was a good story, and I've always told it as, as my colleague's story. And it's always, tell me that story again about the country western singer. Um, and it was, it was, a, it was a, another concierge we worked with who, before working in our hotel, worked at the Mirage. 
and the Mirage has bungalows. That's how they deal with, because that hotel was set up where they thought about, hey, what are we going to do with, with celebrities uh, and famous people that don't want to stay in the towers with the, with the rank-and-file riffraff. Right. So, you know, they want to go to the pool and hang out, and you can see all their, their stretch marks and, and, and <laughs> scars or whatever, and, hey, wait a minute, that guy's that fat? Um, so they have their own pool. So they have these bungalows set up privately so they could, they could stay there. They've got their own pool. They can just, you know, they can, they can be themselves. So anyhow, he was a butler at, at, at the bungalows. And there was a woman staying there. I don't know who she was. Um, but obviously, you know, pretty well off because, because she was in the bungalow. And she came in. She was, she was upset. She goes, well, she said, my son found this in the closet. And she comes in there, and she's got this dildo yeah. about two feet long on a sword handle. Oh, nice. And wobbling it out. <laughs> my son, oh, geez, hey, we're sorry. You know, we had the room cleaned. It must have was on the shelf. Or who knows? So they looked and say, gee, I wonder who was in that bungalow before, before this guest. And they looked, and it was this very well-known country western singer. Sure. Well, maybe it wasn't his. He could have been on the shelf, you know. The whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Who knows? So anyhow, could some months... Part of the, the package deal, you never it, know. That's right. No. He didn't put anything in the closet, and who knows? It could have been. <laughs> so some months go by, and the same country western singer comes back, and he wants that same bungalow. He likes that one. Unfortunately, it's currently, yeah, mm-hmm. it's currently occupied. <laughs> so they sell them, but tomorrow it'll be, it'll be free. So what we'll do is we'll put you in this other bungalow, and then tomorrow we'll move all your stuff to the one you like. That's fine. So anyhow, the, the, the buddy gets the call, go over and move the country western singer stuff from this bungalow to that one. So, okay, so they go over there, and he's got a briefcase on the bed, and it's open. And inside the briefcase is a big strap-on thing <laughs> and a vibrating glove. Oh, man. So I wonder it, who it was, huh? Yes. Yeah, so I thought, hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, I thought what really would have been good is the next time that he performed in Las Vegas, and he did, would be to, you know, find, I said, I guess that thing's gone now, that dildo on the sword handle. But you can find one. You know, go to the adult superstore, buy one, and go to the concert and say, hey, you forgot this in your bungalow and fling it up on the stage. That'd be brilliant. Uh, all right, Adam. Who'd you, who, who, what's your most memorable sighting? Um, well, theater days right, so or I'm, dealing days? Now, I think Adam, I think Adam, when did, when did you discontinue being a dispatch? Uh, I discontinued about uh, two years ago. Two years, and, and Adam? It's been about five years since I've been a dealer. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, so I you're dealt, the most recent. So what, what, I yeah. dealt to a couple of celebrities. Yeah. Um, uh, Keenan Thompson of uh, Keenan and Kel, SNL celebrity yeah, okay. uh, fame. Um, yeah. But most of my celebrities, I guess, would come when I was working at the movie theater. Uh, Brendan Theaters at the Palms. Yep. Oh, yeah. we, we had uh, a few big movie premieres. Do you have private um, booths in Brendan? We did not have private booths, no, okay. um, but we did have a few celebrities come in, you know, the back doors and buy out the We had a typical um, private VIP suite that belonged to Johnny Brennan himself. Sure. Um, we did the, the world premiere of Electra. Uh-huh. Um, we did the world premiere of um, Italian Job. Italian Job. We did uh, a spy movie called Debs. I uh, remember Debs. female cast. Yeah. Um, my story, I guess, um, Sarah Foster, one of the lead um, women in that movie, uh-huh. um, broke her shoe on our little red carpet. Right. And, uh, and I actually fixed her shoe with a key ring that I had in my pocket. Um, <laughs> wow. And so she could go on with, the, with her day because she was kind of freaking out. So yeah. that's kind of my little... Very cool. You were her knight shining armor, yeah. bro. Cool. For the day. Good. And I got to meet Jennifer Garner. She was really cool. Very uh, nice. Very beautiful. I always you know, loved her. And yeah. 
Uh, well, you know, nowadays it's such it's such a you know it's very prevalent. I mean, uh, Las Vegas. I don't know if we're the place to be right now. I think it's kind of shifted east coast. I think uh, like South Beach is as become, far as what movie premieres. Uh, no, I just celebrities in general. Oh. Uh, you know, I think more more celebrities than not now are kind of um, they, low key. You know, they're like uh, they don't want to, especially the ones that gamble, like the major sure. sports celebrities. You know, like the Charles Barkleys of the world and everything else. I mean, they, they want to sit down and gamble. We right? had some major poker players come through the Palms, too. Yeah. Um, not really through the theater, but we saw some famous uh, poker players. Yeah, and they're celeb- and like, their celebrity um, is questionable. Te- technically, yeah. does this count? Remember that one night we had the uh, Playboy shoot right in front of Burn Theaters? All for, the for the Playboy uh, yeah. suite that was opening up yeah. the Palms, yeah. sure. Uh, that was the one night. I'll piggyback off Adam here. That was actually the first night ever in my life on my shift where... I couldn't control all my male staff. I couldn't get them to go to work. Like, they all froze. Cause these are young guys, you know, in their teens. I'm like, dude, come on, let's get back to work. You know, and they're all like frozen, like a mannequin challenge. And uh, I'm like, we have theaters to clean, guys. We've got to stay on schedule. Let's keep on going. And everyone's just like, they can't move at all because all these girls are lined up taking pictures. Yeah. I was like, wow. Thanks, Johnny guys. Brennan, he was a big proponent of of glamour and, and that movie, oh, you know, big fa- time. you know, fantasy, you know, the bigger the better. The well, he, he and he had and his George own. Maloof were you know, they were peas in a pod when oh, it came sure. to that. Oh yeah. Um, he had his own um, Hollywood Walk of Fame in in the lobby. He, oh, and the stars. Yeah, too. the stars from the fame. He he got uh, celebrities like Stallone and, right. and uh, gosh, I don't know. He had he had probably a dozen right, of them out there, right. real legit um, copies of the the Walk of Fame stars. In the lobby. It's every time, yeah. every time we did oh, yeah. the uh, oh, yeah. world premieres, uh, my job was security detail off the bat. That was just me, just doing security off the bat. And I knew it was a good shift because we, me and Adam, you know, we we always approach all premieres with a game plan. Get the paparazzi to one side, make sure celebrities got through, get everything done. Um, it was a pretty good gig for a while there. I remember when I did the Playboy situation, um, they did a private screening for the Playboy Extreme Team, all these X Games type girls, supposedly. But um, my job was to pick them up from the hotel suite and bring them to the theater. So it's me in an elevator with like 15 of them. It's the first time in my life ever I sit there, I'm like, if there's a man upstairs right now, (laughs) let's celebrate a breakdown. Thank you for this moment. Right? Thank you for this moment so much. That's fine. Uh, well, yeah, we had some good times there. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, Las Vegas is is a is a real place to um, uh, to see the sights. Uh, and um, you know, it, we, we we poke fun at it, but it's it's our town. It's been our town for a long. I've been here a long time, twenty four years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, not the same for but, me. But but there is a dark side, <laughs> and and. You know, people, I know that probably the Chamber of Commerce doesn't want to talk about this, but you know what, I I think it's also what gives Las Vegas its character. And, I and think its we nickname, need, and ex- yeah. Sin City. Sin City. Yeah. Sin Wait, City. Are we, are we allowed to talk about this? Is the SWAT team going to break down the door soon? Are we get arrested for this? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Letting out but, the secrets. Um, we, we, having worked in Las Vegas <laughs> and living in Las Vegas, I, I'm still very exposed to all the things that we're talking about um, with all of the uh, production uh, work and, and photography that I do. But uh, um, John and I ha- have always talked negatively about the people and the reason being is that it literally is like 
this probably what what I can only imagine is the set of The Walking Dead when they have a giant horde scene. They they I, I mentioned uh, what what uh, happens here stays here, which again was was a marketing boon for for Las Vegas and 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 well timed. Yes, um, pre social media. But yeah, pre social media. It was media. good before the camera phone came out. Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. good before the the content blast that we have right now. Yeah. But. Um, John and I have experience with, with the public now and then. And, and they really are th- this, <laughs> this unredeemable crowd of individuals that, that make Las Vegas, that give Las Vegas this negative reputation. They leave their humanity at the door, yep. uh, wherever they come from, and they fly to Las Vegas, and they act a fool, and, they, and they're mean to the, to the people that work here. And they shouldn't be because we, we're the only ones that can help them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, some of them pay the price. You know, they, they lose all their money. They, they, they gamble too much. They drink too much. Um, they really are, I think, what zombies uh, the, have become on television. They are the zombies. You know, because we're not going to see, you know, the, the whole zombie issue come to the forefront, I, I think we're missing the fact that we actually are zombies. Uh, and uh, that we deal with them all the time. And it's here in Las Vegas that they're most prevalent. Do you agree, John? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you, once you get off the strip in particular, because the, the strip are just transient people. Yeah. But then, yeah. you know, the worst thing that can happen to a lot of people is they come here and they win money. And they think, oh, I'm oh, this good at every this. Time. And I'm going to move to Las Vegas. <clears throat> yeah. And then, you know, the local joints, which a lot of the people just come to the strip, they don't see. They just grind them down into nothing. Absolutely. And, oh, yeah. you know, you go into a local's place, one of the most common things, you don't have to be there very long. Look in the slots. There's going to be somebody sitting there with an oxygen tank and the tubes running up their nose. And they're going to be there. Smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette. Jamming thinking, on the buttons. Geez, yeah. Jamming on the buttons. Yeah. And, and it's just like, wow, should that tank be that close to that cigarette? Because, sure. yeah. you know, and look in the newspaper every day. I look, you know, you get to that age where I'm at now and I look in the obituaries. And I said, oh, I'll live that one. Oh, got you too. And I thought, man, there's a lot of people here. Like, you know, 15 people died and like nine of them were like under 60. And you wonder like, well, gee, am I that old? Or is it that these, some of these people, you look at their picture and, you know, they're smiling. They didn't know that, hey, this picture is going to end up my obituary. Yeah. But it just grinds them down, the drinking, the smoking, and that lifestyle, yeah. gambling, those three, it that unholy you easily. trinity. You don't know how to center yourself or you don't know how to separate yourself. This place will easily crush your hopes and dreams. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's only you know because people only had three to five days that they're here, that they're only sort of kicked in the stomach once and they get to go home. They get yeah. back home to hit the reset know, button exactly yeah. to Pennsylvania or wherever they're right. from. Right. But people um, that live here and go through that on the daily, we, we don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. walk the strip at at six thirty ish in the morning. And you, you'll see yeah. a side of Vegas that you don't really see. And you, you exactly. look past the fountains and the and the the one sixteenth replicas of everything in the world, and you see the walk what, of shame. What's there? It's yeah, almost it's almost like Wizard of Oz. Look behind the the, the curtain. curtain. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, and not to say that that we that <coughs> every city doesn't have that. Of course they do. But Las Vegas, uh, uh, it has a wonderful method of marketing. They don't mention it. You know, then they kill stories quickly. Good for them. 
you know, we don't, we don't, you know, we want people to come in and we want people to understand, you know, how to have fun in Las Vegas. But, um, but uh, you know, I mean, it's alcohol, tobacco, gambling, and, and now marijuana. Um, it, you know, it, they're huge industries for us. You know, we have the number one club in, on the planet uh, uh, for alcohol sales. We actually have, I think we have number one and number three. Um, and, uh, you know, and they're wonderful clubs. I deal with clubs a lot. I, I, I shoot in clubs, and, and I, um, uh, I do a lot of uh, commercial work uh, inside the night facilities. And they're, they're, they're great, but uh, don't kid yourself. You know, it is, it is a business, uh, yes. and it is a good business. And, you know, people come here, and again, you know, they, 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 they get that, that punch in the stomach. Guys, you know, they spend hundreds and thousands of dollars. You know, yeah, on alcohol uh, alone. Alcohol alone, yeah. just for yeah. bottle tables yeah. and bottle, bottle service. service. Yeah, and, and you fly in the airport, you're going down the escalator yeah. to baggage claim, you just sign, you know, baggage, liquor store. It's just right. like, really? Yeah. I mean, or as soon as you come in, baggage, slot machines. Slot machines. Yeah, slot yeah. machines. Slot machines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and uh, I know there are people on the other hand that say, like, how could you raise a child in that environment? Well, we don't have slot machines everywhere. You're not going to yeah. find them in the bank. You're not going to find them. I mean, we're not I raising them on the casino floor. <laughs> yeah. They're strictly, yeah. you know, forbidden, you know, from being on the casino floor. Yeah. yeah. But gas stations. Yeah. yeah. You can. I know. Oh, you'll yeah. Find, you'll find but, all the and, there. And the other thing about the strip, also, if you go, you know, if you, everything from the stratosphere south, again, using that uh, Wizard of Oz, is mm-hmm. is in color. And once you get like in the movie, you know, it goes from black and white. Suddenly, it's in color. When you, you go, you go north of the stratosphere, and all of a sudden it's black and white. Yeah, and right. you will see these motels that have not been updated since the fifties. I mean, it's right. almost like being oh, in yeah. the time yeah. warp. Yeah. Whoa, you know, and they've it's got been the, locked in time. Yeah, and it just say, you know, um, mirrors on the ceiling and hourly rates. Yeah. It's like, hey, if we're full, just wait. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, we'll have room will be available shortly. Oh, absolutely. Downtown uh, is is has been a struggle <coughs> since. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to go all the way back to the heyday of uh, uh, like the horseshoe and the mint. Well, actually, the horseshoe used to be the mint, a portion of it. Uh, Benny Binion um, and uh, and his generation. That's when it was cool. It was great. They still have some cool places down there, but um, even the Tony Shays of the world, uh, with no. all the influx of cash, no. weren't able to save it. It's still no. struggling. No, it is. I mean, I've been down there. I don't go to. I, I hadn't been down there like in ten years, and then I went down because I'd heard about the. You know, it's been changing and Tony mm-hmm. Shays. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and it reminded me when I saw it. It's another story, a celebrity story we had. Mm-hmm. James, at, at our hotel, you know, we had as nice as it was. We had really lousy entertainment. The shows there were second rate. And, you know, remember, we're getting a new show. And I asked, I said, hey, I asked our manager, and she said, don't laugh. She's looking at me. I said, I'm not going to laugh. You promise me you're not going to laugh. I promise I wouldn't hear it. We're getting Charo. <laughs> I laughed. Charo? You mean yes. the coochie coochie? Yeah. Okay, so I just had, I had a field day with that, being so sarcastic and obnoxious as I can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, you know, we had the Internet, of course, but it wasn't like it is today, no social media. But I knew that Charo had a fan club. So I emailed kind of tongue-in-cheek her president. Hey, Charles going to be putting on a show at the Venetian. Yeah. You know, some people oh, around. Oh. Yeah. Drum some business up. Yes, drum some business up. Well, anyhow, I guess, and, and in her very nice gesture on her part, like classy, classy person, she heard about that and came to the desk. I want to know who it was that emailed my president of my fan club. It's a guy in the back on the phone today. So she comes back there, and, you know, at, at 15 feet away, wow, this woman looks really great for her age. She's got to be like 70. She comes in and she sits on my lap, and you know I've got kettlebells at home weighed more than she does, 
And she sits there, and then I get to look at her up close. Oh, geez. You know, the, I'm reminded in, in Men in Black at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, where the, the guy, he, the, the <laughs> farmer, and it was just like... Stretches yes, his head back. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how she looked up close. <laughs> oh, Jesus, all the plastic surgery and everything to make her look... I say, if she goes out in a windstorm, her nose is going to just blow off <laughs> down the street and all the, So that's how I felt about downtown. I go there and say, wow, it looks better until I get a closer yeah, look. closer. Mm-hmm. And realize it's, you know, it's, still, it's still a street walker yeah. with just another You know, and they've coat layer, of and just another layer yeah. of makeup. <laughs> yeah. They've tried everything. They've tried adult game complexes. And when I say game, I mean actually, you know... Uh, uh, stand up arcade bars, arcane, yeah, games. insert coins. Yeah. They've tried, yeah. they've tried, you know, bowling. Lucky Strike, I think, was there at some point. Um, you know, and then the millennials came in and thought they could uh, do with the artisanal food. When was the last time you guys were down there? Oh my, I think I went there last year. Okay, I think I went maybe there. last year. Uh, for me, it was recent for me, and uh, I was kind of surprised. I was taken back actually by a container park. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. defending that it's already getting better. But it's, it's slowly working its way there. Um, I've seen the whole hipster uh, complexes now, the, yeah. the place you can live there. The, right. art, the um, art district. There you go, the art yeah. district. But the, the wholesome bread factory in that, that area. Yeah. yeah okay. I was surprised by the container park, too. It was pretty cool. You know, you go in there. I mean, of course, everything's going to be a little bit overpriced. The, the food is mundane. Sorry, folks. But at least they're making an effort. And I, I kind of appreciate the effort, the direction they're going. But definitely, it's a it's hard place to to appreciate the bright lights and color when like three steps away there's still a bum standing there with a sign or there's a group yeah. of homeless people yeah. outside the prettiness. It's like the contrast is just mind blowing how it just snacks right to each other yeah. right on that. It's the thing line. with Vegas. You got high rises on one side of the street and you got the dumps on the other. Yeah, and right? like we're yeah. saying, yeah. it's a, yeah. an opulent hotel and mm-hmm. and we're there wearing paper hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, there's fun to be had, but you obviously need to be careful. Now, the two biggest questions I still get from people that uh, either family members or, or friends that are not Vegas veterans of any type or have never been here um, are about the brothels and uh, New Year's Eve. Hmm. Now, uh, brothels, yes, there's brothels here, and, and they're in, in not in Clark County, which is where we're sitting right now in Clark County. Uh, which is the the Las Vegas proper, um, and uh, then there's the brothels where it's legal, is in Nye County and it's N Y E Nye County, and they are absolutely legal. Um, yes. Uh, regulated. I, uh, yes, regulated. Uh, the, the taxed. Ranch. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Cherry patch. Yeah. There's there's many different ones there, and they're in they're they're in a in a city called uh, Pahrump. Uh, yes, I actually said that. Pahrump. Over the hump in Pahrump. Over the hump in Pahrump. Uh, go to, or go to Pahrump for a hump. I don't know. Um, uh, but uh, uh, they're there. They're actually very interesting places to go. They, if you're wanting to, uh, you know, a T-shirt, a shot glass, you just want to see things, uh, you can definitely go. And they're actually being, uh, a couple of them are such large locations. They have golf courses. That would be Sherry. I was actually just going to say they got yeah. some nice golf courses. In golf courses and wineries. Now, the, uh, the wineries yeah. are separate from the brothels. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're, you can go and enjoy some wine and not have the problem there. But, um, yes, they're there. They're, they're, they're well run. Um, I'm sure as a dispatcher, you, you sent out, um, it used to be called teddy bear runs back uh, in the day. For, for us, it's just a long drive. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, well, for the driver, yeah. it's booked up for 12 hours. Okay. It's, a, yeah. it's going back and forth. Yeah. No matter how long they take, 
if they get get done early per se, or they don't spend the night, then the driver comes back. He's gonna get paid the full twelve, no matter what, yeah. with the built-in gratuity of fifteen to twenty-five percent. Yeah, it used to um, be though. The the brothels used to used to. Um, <coughs> Give a little big. Yeah, they'd, yeah. they'd, they'd give yeah. The, some juice over to the driver just yeah. to bring them. Yeah, the thing is, um, things gone a little more legit, per se. Yeah. So whenever guests want to book the ride, we know exactly where they're going to, and we don't ask them any questions. We don't say much. The driver just drives there. He literally is waiting in the car for you to get in with your business. You hop back in, and you come back. And uh, the funniest part is sometimes... The pickup and a drop-off are different spots. So say they're saying Bellagio, right? They can pick up Bellagio, but they won't get dropped off one hotel down so they come back home or come back to where they're staying without people knowing. You know what I mean? And the worst part, the worst part is these people that book it are people that are married, that do have a significant other, but they're sister in Vegas, they can do whatever they want. And it's like, wow, dude, wow, just... Horrible. Yeah. yeah, I think the only times as a concierge I, I had to book was for Japanese guests. Mm. Since I was, you know, um, and also the, the Nevada. Uh, in case people wondered, is that they've never had prostitution in Clark County yeah, because the the state law is it cannot be in counties of a hundred thousand people or yeah. more. And even though Las Vegas at one time, you know, back in the thirties and forties, wasn't very big. Only thirty, forty thousand, mm-hmm. whatever. The county itself had more than a hundred thousand. So it's you know. So you can find it in in like I said, Nye County. You can find it up near Reno, um, out, outside of Reno. So yeah. you find it in the, in the rural areas. But Absolutely. I understand Absolutely. that you know that the, that they have been hitting hard times. Oh, yeah. um, because of you know the illegal, technically you know, you know prostitution here in yeah. in, in Pri- Las Vegas. The private dancers. They're called yeah. private dancers. Yeah, the escorts, escorts and yeah. what have you. The escorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's. Um, to let everybody know, again, if you're not uh, used to Vegas, um, again, I reiterate, it is not legal in Las Vegas, in Clark County. But they have dancers that, that come, and, and that's how they market themselves. They're going to come and dance. Um, I, what is the, the Piven movie, Jeremy Piven? What is that movie? Where Made? It, no, no, no. He was in Vegas, and it was the bunch of guys coming to Vegas, and he accidentally kills the hooker. He, he shoves her up against the wall and, and puts a coat hook through her head. Look that up. Jeremy, it, yeah. I can't remember it. Jeremy Piven movie. It was, and Daniel Stern and, and uh, hmm. bad, very bad things. Very bad things. Uh, look up very bad things. Um, and that's what a private dancer is. They come here, and then uh, under the table, they will, they will discuss some... Further services, uh, so With, that uh, Christian Slater. Yeah, yeah. Very bad, bad things. things. Yeah, very bad things. So uh, see that movie if you want to see what a private dancer is really like, minus the fact that he kills her. Um, but uh, yes, very prevalent uh, to what John said. Um, uh, that business in town is what affects the business out of town. Um, and I always kind of am, am well, I'm now amazed that marijuana made it through and prostitution didn't. Prostitution is still the work of the devil. Marijuana is okay. I, I, I just I find it very interesting. Not necessarily wrong. I just find it interesting. One made it over the other. One made it over the hump. One didn't. You know. Yeah, and you know what? One movie, James. We, you talk about movies about Las Vegas, and you know these comedies come. Everything's about the Hangover. Uh, and, you know, last week I, I was in the Philippines and they had on cable TV, they had this, I hadn't seen it before. God, it was awful. Um, with with um, uh, what happens in Vegas, 
Yes. Yeah, that was really bad, and, and it was really dated. But, you know, leaving Las Vegas, the really depressing downtown oh, one, that's what we've been talking about. That, I mean, that's yeah. what we really don't see, those type of yeah. junky places. The darker yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, those are, you know, those are these people that, that come here, and they just get ground down to nothing. Oh, definitely. You know? and in fact, you know, that the movie, maybe people don't know this, was based on a, was based on a novel, uh, really an autobiographical novel, uh-huh. uh, by John O'Brien, who committed suicide. Yes. In 1994, and his father had said in that town. the book... Didn't he do it here? I'm not sure where he did it. Okay. But, but anyhow, his father had said that that novel, upon which the movie is based, was his suicide note. Right. You know, so you see that, where you just come here and this is it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the second thing that, that, that people ask me a lot, and, and um, New Year's Eve, um, I, I have experienced New Year's Eve in, in, in several cities, but in Las Vegas a couple of times. Uh, the, the, the standard way to enjoy New Year's Eve in Las Vegas, of course, is to go on the strip where they block it off. We hate that uh, because then uh, many of us get jammed under the strip until it's over and we can't yeah, go that's home. That's for all the rookies. All the rookies mm-hmm. go to the strip. Yeah. yeah. Us veterans, we stay away from the strip. <laughs> right? Yeah, but basically you go to the strip. Uh, there is a, a couple mile uh, stretch of road that the uh, that is called Las Vegas Boulevard, and they block that off to all traffic so people can enjoy the street and see and see fireworks, and enjoy and, and revel in the in the celebrations. And you know what? It is pretty cool to experience one time. Uh, if you like that kind of thing, great. If you know myself, I'm not a big crowd guy, so so it's not my thing. But it it is fun now. On the other side of it, as, as I made notes here, uh, there is what's under the crowd. What I mean is it, it, it is uh, the trash and the urine. The wait times. The wait times. You can't get go anywhere. You're stuck. Yeah. Especially and if you're good working, luck getting from one casino to the next. Garage. You're stuck yeah. in the parking garage. Yeah. yeah. And if you haven't made previous arrangements... Well, in advance, there's nothing to yeah. do, and you but, can't get a room. And so the, yeah, the, fire, the right. fireworks last what five minutes? Yeah, and there's nothing more to do. Um, and uh, and there's not much more to do than that. But there's not the, the only problem with Las Vegas, and I'm sure the same in the Philippines, and same in Thailand, and same in all everything, is is the the the, the thievery. You know, pickpockets. Oh, um, yes. It's horrible. It's horrible. You know, I've been, I've been to um, uh, well, New York and uh, Barcelona, Spain and Rome and everything else. And, I mean, they, they have an entire system against pickpockets. Um, but, unfortunately, not a lot is talked about, you know, regarding New Year's Eve and pickpockets. But, you know, there, there's an underbelly to most of Vegas um, that we, we try to discourage and keep down. Um, uh, and I think it's uh, New Year's Eve is a is a really pretty box. It's a pretty with a pretty bow, uh, <laughs> but uh, there's there's some things that people need to know. Um, you know, if only to make prior arrangements. You can't just show up and because you show up and it's cold. Most yeah. people are freezing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they think because it's it's the desert. It's hot all the time. Wait, know. we're two you know two thousand feet. We're yeah. high desert. Yeah. It's going to get cold in the in actually. The um, do you guys see this year's new law? Uh, no more backpacks or purses now. On the strip for oh, New Year's Eve. We'll yeah. see if that's enforceable. Although yeah. the one thing I do like to see, uh, and and a, a, a big uh, compliment to our Metro police officers, uh, is is the horse, the, the the equestrian police officers. Yes, I think uh, those guys are cool. I love those guys. I love the horses because when it comes right down to it, if you got if you have some guy acting a fool on the strip during New Year's Eve, it takes one little swipe of that horse's butt. 
Yeah. And your 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 screwed around's yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, historically you go back to into Europe in the Middle Ages, you know, they had the, the Festival of Fools where people could really act crazy for a couple of days and they tolerated it as a way of of of, of social purging. Mm-hmm. And kind of Las Vegas has become that. You know, year-round, this is where people go. You can't do it in your own community. I'm going to go there. I'm going to make a horse's ass out of myself. No one's going to know me, except we're going to talk about you on, on a show like this. Um, or take pictures, a bunch of selfies. Now that, then, yes, yeah, oh. that's right. And now it's just like, yeah, you, you can't get away with it because your camera follows you wherever <coughs> right. you go. But yeah, New Year's, we worked a couple of those. Yes. And, you know, I had a friend come in out of town a couple years ago, and I didn't even see him New Year's. It was like, it was like December 27th. And yeah, parking down there. I had to go around the back of like the Luxor and they had mm-hmm. security guard. And I told him, look, I'm a local. He saw my license. I'm just visiting a buddy here. And he let me park in the employee parking lot. Nice. So he goes, yeah, just park over here. So I nice. got out. I had to walk because he was in New York, New York, just, just to go see him. So I imagine how bad it is. You're coming in. It's going to be crowded. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get in any place. You're going to yeah. pay a, you know, through the nose Premium for everything. For yeah. You know, and, and John's right. They, 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 that just brings up a point that, you know, after uh, this episode, uh, most of this episode, we've been, you know, it sounds like we're being negative. We're not. There are some great people in town, as John just said. They'll help you. Uh, they'll try to help you. You know, I mean, this town uh, works against them, but they will try to help you. Dealers are great, you know, and 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 the food servers are great. There are some wonderful people in this town, and and they may not be wonderful every single day. None of us are. Just gotta sift through the rough. You gotta see. Yeah, find it. yeah find you gotta. You know, if they're having a bad day, you gotta understand it. Everybody has a bad day. But there's some great people in town. But more importantly, there's some great locations. Las Vegas has the distinction, to me at least. Uh, of of being one place globally that offers you the desert, the mountains, snow, water, uh, almost anything you can do uh, as it regards outdoor uh, as an eco destination is available in Las Vegas within what forty minutes? Oh yeah, you could just go to Red Rock, and yeah. you would know that you're like what twenty minutes from the strip. That's right. Red Rock's so know. beautiful. Yeah. Red Rock Canyon, uh, uh, Lee Canyon, right? Yeah, Lee, Lee Canyon. Uh, they're, they're having, Fire. having yeah. some uh, uh, avalanche problems yeah. in Lee, but uh, <laughs> yeah, come if you want to for yeah, snow. Some snowboarding, definitely Valley, here. Yeah, snowboarding, water skiing, snow skiing. There's Valley of Fire, uh, but uh, it's a it's a Hoover wonder- Dam even you know Hoover you Dam can- Hoover Dam is an amazing thing to see. It's uh, uh, take the tour and see what what's been done. There's actually a nice diner on the way to Hoover Dam that was featured yeah. on uh, Diner Travis. That's right, guys. remember yeah. that? I love right. that diner. That's actually a really good. Been there spot. a few times. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Now now uh, the, the John we we have something called. Uh, Area 52. Yeah, I've seen it. And I'm going to... No, no, that's Area 51. No, no, Here. I mean on your oh, you've show. Seen it. Yes, yes, that's right. Area 52. Area 52, we, we celebrate what's interesting about Las Vegas. Well, you know what? I'm going to celebrate uh, a not a destination, but a travel time. And you just brought up something that reminded me of it. Uh, on the way to the actual Area 51, which we're going to have a special on. I might have John back to, to enjoy that. But um, uh, on the way to Area 51, you go through a town called Rachel. And, and again, the eco destinations. Rachel has these uh, amazing salt flats. Photographers, videographers, actual motion picture uh, uh, companies go, and it's a wonderful place to see. And the drive down to Area 51 is is so fun. Including, I think it's still there. Sam, would you uh, would you please? I, w- I want to make sure. Uh, it's called uh, uh, the Alien Cafe. Alien Inn is it? Is, that is it or Alien Inn? I believe it's Alien yeah, Inn or Alien so. Inn and Cafe. Where you can you can have it's a it's a 50s style diner, 
but they have the most wonderful Area 51 alien memorabilia that you've ever seen. Sure. And you can have an alien burger. I mean, they have good food, you know, and it's a, just a greasy spoon, but it's, it's more fun than you can imagine. On, go ahead. Is it called the Little Alien Inn? Yes, yes that's it. That's yes. it. Um, uh, I highly recommend it. Make that one of your stops. Uh, because Area 51 is kind of like Vegas vacation. You, you, uh, and, and when Chevy Chase and the family got to uh, the Grand Canyon, there it is. Let's go back now in the we car. Gotta turn around. We're done. Yeah, there's yeah. not much to do there except take a picture back by the sign, see the fake um, uh, black sedan. Yeah, and watch Paul <laughs> on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> watch Paul on the way in. <laughs> but um, uh, the, the, what's it called again? The, the it's called the Little, Little Alien, Alien Inn. Little Alien Inn. Located oh. on 9631 Old Mill Street yeah. in Rachel, Nevada, 89001. Fantastic. Uh, go there, folks. Uh, the only thing I can recommend, and you'll see the signs on the way out there, is um, it's a cattle crossing. Uh, many, many pro- people are flying down there. It's a single lane or double lane highway, um, and uh, cows will go across there. It's a strange problem they have. They, a lot of deaths in cows, and, and be, be very careful. But that's the one thing I can recommend. But um, uh, a huge thank you to John Thorpe uh, for joining us and giving all of his insights today. John, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me, James. Hope to be back sometime. All right. Coming up in the next episode, we are going to have the author, new author, Julia Shoup, and she's going to talk about all of her new books and, uh, and how, um, how her publishing uh, uh, experience was, uh, and we'll talk about that as well. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, you can find us at thepodbaydoor.com. Uh, you can check on uh, Podbean app or all of your favorite apps to do that. Uh, look for the Pod Bay Door. Uh, you can also find us at iTunes at the Pod Bay Door and, of course, the Pod Bay Door channel on YouTube. A uh, couple seconds, you're going to see uh, lots of places to click and write down all of our social connectivity. Thank you very much, folks, and talent is out. Please join us again on March 14th, where we will welcome to the show Julia Shoup author of the newly released novel Barren Waters, and the upcoming fantasy series Woven Realms, The Sentinels of Kiln. Hey everybody, thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you are watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.